You are listening to the Talisha Talks podcast for women who conquer. I'm your host, coach, and life lover, Talisha Kim. It is my personal mission to help you live your best life, have radical joy, and turn perfectionism into purpose. In this podcast, you will explore the meaningful parts of your life, reinvent yourself, and turn your dream life into a reality. Yes, you really can have it all. Hello, my lovely friend. It's Talisha Kim, and I am so excited to share this time with you. Today, we are going to be talking all about what you do when you feel overwhelmed by stress and anxiety. In 2018, a study done in Europe reported that 74% of people, and the sample size for this was they studied 4,619. So 74% of them reported that they felt so much stress that it caused them to feel overwhelmed and unable to cope with their life. I'm sure somewhere along your lifetime, you have felt stressed. And maybe you've tried to relieve it, only to revert back to your old habits and continue to feel stressed. This has been me so many times before. So if this is you, I'm going to be sharing with you five powerful tips on how I help my clients and myself manage those everyday stresses that can pop up. So let's start out with a testimonial today. This is from Thinking About Pretty. She said, just finished Kinsey's episode and it was so raw, real, and helpful. I loved their conversation and had so many parts that gave me answers to questions I've been working through. Every episode has takeaways I can actually implement. I love it. Oh my heavens, thank you so much. Thinking about pretty. Reading that testimonial just made my heart so happy because I do want you to be able to walk away from each and every episode feeling like you can have takeaways and you can have actionable steps that are gonna get you towards the life that you want to have. I'm so grateful that the episode with Kinsey was eye-opening for you and helped you to have those answers to the questions you have been looking for. That episode was one of my favorites and truly I probably shouldn't say just one of my favorites because (laughs) all of my episodes with all the interviewees have been so incredible and I truly have loved being able to interview different people but Kinsey's story is so phenomenal and just the way that she was able to transform her life and recognize the patterns and behaviors that were not working for her and now she's showing up as someone who can help many people and if you haven't had a chance Go listen to Kinsey's episode. It's way back, closer to the beginning. Go check it out, though. It's in season one. You are going to love it. And as always, please share this episode and podcast with your friends. So for me, rather than managing my stress, I gave myself more things to do. I filled my schedule. I signed up to take people dinner. I worked in my yard, cleaned my house excessively, like excessively. I had a deep cleaning list almost every day that I tried to get through. I was always reorganizing or fixing things. Even things that didn't need to be reorganized or fixed, I found something wrong with it and I would reorganize it or try and fix it. I would sign my kids up for multiple sports. I tried to learn multiple new hobbies. I would spend time watching reality TV. I would immerse myself in books. I would go to every single event I could get my hands on. And I kept accepting new clients, even though I knew that I was getting burnt out. And I did this because I didn't want to feel all of the stress in my life. I thought that if I could be busy, I wouldn't have to feel the stress. But the funny thing is, I told myself that this was normal. 
that it helped me to not feel stressed and that I actually could manage it, that I was doing so good. I was an anomaly. I was one of those people who could handle the stress. No, I couldn't. But this is where I was at. So I convinced myself of the greatest lie ever that I had to do things to feel good about myself. And when I did those things, I didn't feel stressed and I was happy. Did you catch that lie? Ooh, I wonder if you have ever had a lie like that for you. What I didn't know at the time was that loading myself with more things is not managing or dealing with your stress. Overloading yourself is a form of avoidance. Let me repeat that. Overloading yourself is a form of avoidance. The reality is nothing that I ever did or nothing that you are ever going to do is really going to make you feel like you're enough because that comes from a feeling, not an action. So you need to create the feeling inside of you before going out and doing the things, right? Before you're going to go out there and serve your neighbor to try and feel like you're good enough. It's an internal feeling. I was always chasing for that next thing. And if you're caught up in this belief too, I want you to look back at all the things that you're doing. Do you really feel less stressed? Do you really feel like you're good enough? Do you really feel valued? Because I can tell you with 100% confidence, when I look back and see how much I cleaned my house or reorganized it or how many new clients I took on or every single event I went to, it didn't help me feel like I was enough. I kept chasing for that feeling, that little tiny glimpse to feel like, wow, I'm needed as a human. I'm valuable. I'm enough. So that the stress of my life didn't overtake me, the stress of my marriage failing, the stress of feeling like I wasn't a good mom for my kids and like I was letting them down. I did all those other things to avoid that pain. I want you to ask yourself, Do the things that you're doing really make you happy and feel less stressed or is it causing more stress? When 2020 happened with all the COVID and all the shutdowns going on, did you realize what actually wasn't a necessity in your life? I was blown away by the amount of activities and things that once we couldn't do it, it really didn't matter. Did you utilize that time to recognize what was most important and crucial in your life? And if not, I want to call you to it this year. I want you to step into what your life could be like and are you doing the things that are going to get you there? And if not, what are you ready to say goodbye to today so you can have the life that you want to have? Or what are you ready to say yes to and invite into your life so you can begin to manage and look at the things that don't feel like they're actually in alignment and be able to let them go. Life is a series of yeses and nos. The yeses are going to be what you say no to, and the nos are going to be what you say yes to. This is a powerful concept. I'm going to be talking about this here in a little bit when I get to my tips, because I did not understand that concept of what I was saying yes to, meant I was saying no to other things in my life. And what I was saying no to in my life meant that I was saying yes to what I wanted to. So it was a powerful concept and I really would love for you to grasp this for your life because it changed so many things in mine. So the reality is nothing is ever going to change if you don't start to make the changes for yourself. You have to give up the chasing for the next thing 
And you have to be able to step in to what you want for yourself. And if you don't know what you want for yourself, please reach out. My inbox is always open. I would love to help you connect with what you want in, in your life. Managing your stress isn't found in adding more things to your plate. Managing your stress is letting go of what isn't a priority. Let me repeat that. Managing your stress is letting go of what isn't a priority. Being still and quiet with yourself and honoring what your body is telling you. Have you ever avoided the silence? Or does it make you super uncomfortable to be by yourself? Or maybe those moments where you're by yourself, you get so disgusted with your thoughts that then you go back to your phone or the TV or a book to not deal or manage your thoughts. This is a sign that you have lots of stress that you need to let go of and start to manage your emotions. Most people don't know how to manage their stress levels. And a couple of years ago, I was working with a naturopathic doctor and he was helping me because I was constantly tired. I was getting sick often and had such low energy. And for those of you who have been around for a while, you know why. But I didn't know this at the time. So I'm going to walk you through this as if I don't know what's going on. And so he started asking me many questions, but most of them were not about what my physical symptoms were. It wasn't about why I kept getting sick or why I felt tired all the time or why I felt like I had no energy. Like walking up the stairs tired me out. He asked me questions about what I did in my day-to-day, how often I practiced meditation or breathing techniques. He asked me about my marriage, my kids, and the activities I was a part of. He asked me about anxiety and depression, and those questions led into what seemed to be this huge therapy session in his office of how I felt guilt and pain over my grandma's death. And I was so confused about his questions. Those things weren't affecting my physical health until he said, Talisha, you're living off of stress hormones. Your body doesn't know how to fully relax. And in this heightened stress-induced state, it is fighting against itself. You won't feel better if you aren't addressing the real problem. And so in that moment, it was then that I began to learn how strongly stress inhibits your ability to heal from both emotional and physical ailments. My body was fighting off mono and I was under so much stress that my body was fighting itself and it could not get stronger. It could not get better because I wasn't dealing with the stress in my life. The physical problems only enhanced and got worse. And there wasn't any relief for me because I was in this constant state of my stress hormones inflamed. Essentially, they were just out the door so high and my body just could not recuperate. I would sleep and my body never fully relaxed. And so it wasn't regenerating the cells I needed to fight off the monovirus. And I guarantee if you aren't already having a physical ailment from your stress, you are going to have one eventually. The way that your body manages stress is it impacts the body physically. Because usually we will listen to a physical ailment before we will listen to an emotional ailment. Do you ever have anxiety and you just blow it off and don't deal with it or think that you have to be heavily medicated for it instead of learning tools and techniques that can help you? Now, listen, I am 100% for medication if it is going to help you, but if you are using it as a crutch and then not using the tools and the skill sets to help shift it, you are masking it and putting a bandaid over it and it's not going to get better for you. 
I was on anxiety medication. I had no idea that there were other tools and skills available to me. My doctors never told me that. And it wasn't until I started managing my stress, it wasn't until I started recognizing my emotions that I could fully go off of those medications, again, with a doctor. But here's the thing. I was open to other ideas and I was willing to change those thoughts and patterns and behaviors. Are you willing to do the same to have better results in your life? So I want to share with you powerful ways that you can begin to manage your stress. The possibilities are endless for how it will impact your life. But let me share with you how these tools are helping my clients this week. So one of my clients is using it to repair her marriage relationship. Another is using it to identify areas of weakness for herself. Another is using it to increase her income. One is using it to let go of a business that she doesn't love. One is using it to connect to her purpose and be brave in posting on social media. Another one is using it to heal her self-image. And one is using it to help develop her gifts. What are the possibilities that you can have in your life if you started managing your stress? Here are my five tools that I have personally used and recommended for my clients to use. Go grab a pen and paper and start to write these down. You are going to want to know them. Number one, mindfulness. Mindfulness helps you to be aware of and control the racing, non-productive thoughts. It can also allow you to be curious of yourself and your behaviors. When you are curious of yourself, it allows you to remove judgmental thoughts. How amazing would that feel to not be so judgmental of the negativity that you feel in your life or the negative choices that you make for yourself? It would feel pretty dang amazing. Mindfulness can be a scary practice when you first hear about it. But let me make it really simple for you because there are obviously some gurus and really big meditative people who will tell you that it has to look a certain way or be specific. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Doing meditation is better than not doing meditation. Doing mindfulness techniques is better than not doing mindfulness techniques. So let go of the belief that it has to look a certain way and just start. You have to start somewhere, right? Just like when you were a baby, you had to learn to walk. You didn't just start walking out of nowhere. You had to learn it. You had to practice it. Mindfulness is the same way. Give yourself permission to learn this skill. It will blow your mind. Mindfulness allows you to be mindful of what is going on in a situation. A common reoccurring thought that I had um, after my grandma died was that anyone I loved would die. And I was really focused on people texting me back or calling me back or answering the phone right away. And if they didn't, I assumed that they were dead. And that was how my anxiety worked. It was the worst with my husband. So I would call him on the phone. And if he wouldn't pick up instantly, I would have these racing thoughts like, oh no, he got in a car wreck. Oh no, something's wrong with him. And practicing mindfulness helped me to become aware in the situation of those thoughts. So what I would do is I would pause in the moment and I would say, okay, Talisha, what's going on in this moment? Okay, Paul isn't answering the phone. Okay, that's all right. You can call back in a minute. Your kids are playing in the other room. You are all safe. If something is wrong, you can call an ambulance and you'll figure it out. So I really started to be present of what was going on in the situation. Then I would move on to, 
Okay, Talisha, take a deep breath. It looks like you're holding your breath. Okay, good job. I would talk myself through the thoughts because I was now looking at them from a mindful perspective instead of letting my thoughts run away and create more anxiety and panic within me. Mindfulness is going to help you to remove the judgment and it's going to help you to gain control over yourself and your actions and behaviors. Number two, connect with others. Let other people into your life. Share your thoughts, feelings, and desires with them. I have worked with so many clients who they want to let other people in. They want to love other people and they just want to be loved and accepted in return, but they're afraid of getting hurt. And here's the thing. We put up walls and guards and protections over ourselves because we're so afraid of getting hurt. But on the other side of hurt is finding immense connection and love and joy. And as people, we're going to hurt other people. Some people are more intentional about it. Some people are just not nice. But when you guard yourself from all people, guard yourself from the potential of getting hurt, you're also guarding yourself from the deepest connections. When you show people the real you, you allow so much more love to flow into your life. Being guarded isn't going to help you feel better about yourself. It's only going to help you feel more lonely and more disconnected and more stressed. People need people. People need connection. And when you have deep, meaningful connection, it allows you to like shift the burdens, right? It doesn't feel like you have to carry all of the load yourself. And that, my friend, is why it's so important to have a meaningful connection with others in your life. Tip number three, let go of your negative emotions. Stress is usually a byproduct of a deeper emotional wound, a feeling of not being good enough, rejection, not being appreciated, seen, or valued. And when you hold on to these painful emotions, you're self-inflicting more pain into your life. Feel them. Feel the limiting emotions. The term negative emotions is really hard for me, and I wish there was a better terminology for it because no emotion is positive or negative. One just feels better than the other, and that's why we classify it as positive or negative. Negative emotions are feelings like shame and guilt and fear. Positive emotions are things like love and joy and happiness and peace. And so sometimes we classify those painful emotions as negative. They really aren't negative. They just have a lower vibration to them. So there's my little (laughs) soapbox spill for you. But let go of those feelings that do feel more painful for you. You don't have to carry them around on your back. You don't have to build your house on all this negativity. You truly can let it go. And it will allow you to stop inflicting that pain upon yourself. Feel those emotions Do what you got to do to release them and then replace them. Allow yourself to step into the version of you that you want to be. But it's going to be really hard to do that if you're holding on to those negative feelings like the stress and not allowing your true self to shine through. Tip number four, laugh. Okay, now I know this feels like a (laughs) kind of a funny one. You're probably thinking, okay, Talisha, why would I laugh? I'm feeling so stressed. This is not an appropriate time to laugh. I'm telling you, laughter is a powerful medicine. Laughter can help 
release so much stress and pressure from you, not only mentally, but physically. Laughing reduces the stress hormones and increases your endorphins. Wouldn't it feel awesome to have more endorphins in your life if you're stressed out? It's going to stimulate your circulation and help you relax your muscles. Your body and muscles require blood flow, and it's going to stimulate that circulation of blood flow to help your muscles relax and feel better. Give it a go. Start to fake laugh. I'm serious. If you just do not have anything that you can laugh about or find funny, just fake laugh. Seriously, start to fake laugh and your body will kick in because you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, I sound so ridiculous and it will create real laughter for you. And you'll, before you know it, you'll be rolling on the floor in laughter and then you're going to feel 110% better. All right, tip number five. This is the last tip. Tip number five, prioritize what you want in your life. One of my favorite podcasts that I listen to is Kylie Mentors Mom Moms. And is it, this is by my friend Kylie Ann. And she is a huge proponent for delegating. She is the one that first taught me about that skill of what you say yes to is what you say no to. And what you say no to is what you say yes to. And she has just helped me very first. Like she was the very first coach and mentor that really allowed me to look at outsourcing and narrowing in on my zone of genius. And when I heard this phrase from her, it truly was life altering. There was finally a business owner telling me that I didn't have to hustle, that I didn't have to, that I could allow other people to step in and help me. And it was one of the most freeing things that had ever happened to me. So if you aren't already following Kylie Ann, please go do yourself a huge favor Follow her on Instagram. It's Kylie Ann Studios. Go listen to her podcast. Save it so you can listen to it every single week. It's Kylie Mentors Moms. It is going to be a huge, powerful resource to you. I listen to it every single week. She's that powerful and amazing. But start to prioritize your life. When you are saying yes to all of the responsibilities that you could be doing, it means you're saying no to time with your family and the higher priority things that are going to have meaning and power in your life. When I was saying yes to all of these new clients in my life, I was also saying no to my kids. And when I was saying yes to doing all of the housework, I was saying no to playing a game with my family. When I was saying yes to doing only evening appointments, I was saying no to tucking my kids into bed at night. And those things that were a top priority for me soon didn't become a priority. And other things came into place before them. And that made me feel really crummy. So look at your own life. What areas are you saying yes to in your life that you need to be saying no to? What is actually a priority for you? Are you making it a priority or are you putting other things in front of it thinking that that priority will just stick around and be there for you? I know I did that in my marriage. I thought, oh, he loves me. He's always going to want to be married to me. I can not ignore him, but I can put my business, I can put my own self-care. I can put my kids, all these other things in front of him and he'll just stick around. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. What is a priority in your life and what do you need to adjust to make that priority an actual priority? Because it's sure nice to say my kids, family, God, my religion, um, other extended family, like those are my priorities. And then to layer everything else on top of it. So just recognize that it's going to help your stress so 
much. I kid you not, when COVID hit, it really was a huge blessing because I'd already been doing this process. But seeing that in real life of having those things not there or available, it was so powerful to see where I was giving my energy that my energy didn't have to be in. So really take this time, pause this episode and write down what tip is your favorite tip and where you need to start with it. Was it tip number one of mindfulness or tip number two of connecting with others? Maybe tip number three of letting go of your negative emotions or tip number four, laughing or tip number five, prioritizing what you want in your life. Take a minute, journal out what you actually want to do with each of those tips and pick one area and start implementing it today. Your future self is going to thank you. Time is funny, right? Time is going to go by no matter if you're doing what is best for you or doing what is worst for you. Time is going to happen. So you may as well pick the things that are going to help you get closer to that better version of you. I had a client today and he was telling me how time just feels like it's running short for him now. He's an older gentleman and he really is feeling that pressure of needing to fulfill and have meaningful time, meaningful time with his wife, meaningful time with his kids, meaningful time doing the projects and hobbies that he dreams of for himself because he can tell that life is running shorter. You know, when you're younger, you look at life and you're like, oh, geez, there's so much life ahead of me, right? But when you get into your 60s and 70s, are you going to value life a little bit differently? If so, why don't you have that shift right now if you're in the younger category and start to live your life as if time really is short? Because the truth is, you don't know when your time is up. Truth is, is you don't know if you could have a paralyzing accident or your life could drastically change in an instant. You don't know. So why waste the time doing things that aren't meaningful or powerful in your life with the thought of, I have more time? Because sometimes we don't. And I know that sounds like a depressing hard truth, but it is, it's real. I've experienced it for myself and so many of my clients have gone through this too. Life isn't guaranteed to us. It's not. So start today. Take control over yourself. Have willpower. I have a client right now who's working on creating a challenge about willpower. It's so amazing. Willpower can do so much for you. So have the willpower, have the desire, line it up, decide what tip you want to start with today to start managing your stress instead of avoiding it with social media, TV, your phone, books, etc. You can have the control over your life today and it's going to shift and change things and make them so powerful for you. Thank you again for listening today. Share your favorite tip with me on your Instagram stories. Seriously, go take a screenshot of listening to this podcast episode. Share your favorite tip with me on there. Tag me. My Instagram handle is at Talisha Kim. Tag me on it and I am going to share you and I would love to do that for you. So go share with me. I will share it to all of my audience and share with them the aha that you had for your life. I would love to do that for you and just give you the hugest shout out for taking the chance on you and improving yourself today. And as always, go out there and make today great.